This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Hello, my fellow natural humans. It is I, Dustin Gold, your fearless leisure, as we battle the technocrats and expose the transhumanists right here on the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv slash gold. Join us over there for the uh, ad-free video version of the podcast, folks. I think it's like... I don't even know where Mike came up with these numbers. It's like $8.50 a month. It should just be $10 because right now we are up against the technocrats. I don't know what's going on, but I obviously talk a lot about Peter Thiel, who is behind a number of these uh, video and podcast platforms. And obviously I'm not too friendly to um, Joe Rogan, who's helped launch a lot of podcasters, but I am the type of person that if I can't tell the truth, you know, very much like Maria Albanese, if I can't tell the truth, then I don't really want to do the show. I'm not in this to just string you along and to entertain you, although I make it entertaining mixed with the enlightenment so that you stay engaged while I'm teaching you about very dark subjects, but subjects that you obviously are interested in and need to know about if you want any chance of navigating this matrix in the future or teaching your children how to navigate this matrix in their lives. And so I don't know what's going on there. Eventually, this may not be on the public side, and it may go behind the pain.tv paywall. And maybe at that time, we'll figure out a way to do this uh, in tiers where you can just get access to the show. But it's it's not anytime soon, I hope. But we're starting to see some movement from the podcast platform rulers that are limiting some of the features and stuff that we had before. So I don't know. I'm just telling you pain.tv slash gold is where I will be living for a while. I am working on another website. It's going to take a bit of time, but uh, I built uh, many sites in the past for many different content creators. I'm a good web developer, so uh, which, by the way, if you need any web development work, feel free to contact me. Uh, I like to take on side projects sometimes that have nothing to do with this stuff because it gives me a break from delving deep into the world of the technocracy. And so, uh, but yeah, we're building a site and we're going to try to track all the technocrat, all the transhumanist news. And then depending on what happens at pain.tv slash gold, if Commander Payne over there can get some live streaming working where I can start to do 
some live shows for you, then it'll be there. If not, uh, and it doesn't fit into the tech that he has on that platform, I will build it into my platform. But again, it's going to take a while. It costs me money to do this kind of stuff, and I have to be really careful because I have a baby on the way, and I can't spend on things that are not going to uh, bring me a return. And um, my wife will kill me, so I can't do that. I'm 41. I've lived my life as sort of a, an entrepreneur involved with a million projects, and now I just have to be more selective on what I'm doing. Okay, let's jump back into this article. Enough of my personal rambling. Um, here we go. It was not long after lunch, and DeGray ordered a second pint of beer. Ooh, this transhumanist uh, robot man likes to drink, huh? He likes to tip the old glass. His tongue looser now, a ring of foam clinging to his beard. He told me about transhumanism in Silicon Valley. Quote, this sort of crowd seemed to be the easiest to enthuse, he said. Quote, they have the money and the mindset. They haven't accepted death as an inevitability. It's a feedback loop. A year ago, Peter Thiel gave me a lot of money. So I've been coming back. Peter has a lot of friends who also have similar interests in money. It's a rejuvenation of techno-optimism. End quote. Folks, there we go. There we go. So we have this DeGray, this transhumanist scientist, having a couple of beers and running his mouth, telling the author of this 2009 futurist piece that Teal was giving him some money and Teal's friends who have similar interest in this transhumanist ideology, we're tossing him money. I wonder if Teal will give us money over here. <laughs> I have an interest in transhumanism. I have an interest in turning people away from it. It's not a very profitable endeavor, but geez. After my conversation with DeGray, I called up Thiel and asked him why he supported transhumanism. At first, Thiel qualified his involvement as sort of a pet project that shouldn't be taken too seriously. Right, right. At this time, he was funding the Singularity Institute and was uh, speaking at their summits. But don't worry, it shouldn't be taken too seriously. Quote, there's always this big question about how much of this is too bizarre to be affiliated with. End quote. Of course, go forward, folks. He's involved with taking young people's blood and injecting it into older people possibly his own body how bizarre is that but we live in bizarro world we live in clown world we live in this high school theater production of covid land the great reset and the false industrial revolution i apologize folks i have the hiccups now <laughs> there we go Thiel's acknowledgement that for all of transhumanism's ambition it lacked a certain grounding in the real uh, world, was a rare, even refreshing departure from the tyrannical optimism that rules most transhumanist conversations. But any hope that Thiel might be more forthcoming about the ethical ramifications of transhumanism or provide some further insight into the true motivations of transhumanists like himself faltered as his, uh, as his tone changed. Thiel became assertive, defending transhumanism and his involvement with it in the same breath. Quote, we're living in this world where science and technology are growing at a tremendous clip. 
These technologies are being developed, and we're going to have to deal with them. Again, folks, it's like Musk on Joe Rogan. It's coming. It's dangerous. I'll be in charge of it. If you don't do it and you don't merge with it, you're going to be left behind. Deepak Chopra goes out there and says that this is survival of the fittest, has transformed to survival of the wisest. And basically, if you don't get on board with this technology, you will go extinct. Okay, so Thiel is saying this back in 2009. Assertive. These technologies are being developed and we're going to have to deal with them. Well, they're being developed because people like him were funding them. Of course, we know that the CIA and InQtel are behind Peter Thiel. So is he a puppet of the government? And our own government is actually funding transhumanism and the technocracy? Well, of course they are. Of course they are. The government is what rolled out Operation Warp Speed under President Trump and used the military to force COVID land, the high school theater production, down our throats which was the Great Reset for the Fourth Industrial Revolution to bring us into the Fourth Industrial Era. It's all there for you folks, all right out in the open. Thiel's defensive optimism is characteristic of transhumanists. They are eager to see how far technology can go and not inclined to spend much time worrying about any potential ramifications. Eric Boyd, another fresh-faced member uh, at the roundtable meetup, he wore a t-shirt that said, fight aging. Asked me, what if you could take a pill that gave you extra muscle mass? You'd never have to go to the gym again. Would you take it? And the author asked, like steroids? And Boyd says, but with no side effects. What if there were perfectly legal enhancements that caused no harm? Only good, question mark. The author did not have a quick answer for Boyd. A perfect body would sure be nice, but would I appreciate it as much as if I didn't sweat for it? And even if my muscles were toned, wouldn't I find other imperfections to complain about? Could a pill cure human nature? What about a pill like many of the podcasters sell? Blue Chew. Like Viagra. I think we did a Trump parody with that. Blue Chew, unbelievable. It's like Viagra, but in a chewable form, right? As, and, and listen, I don't have the answers to this. A lot of this stuff makes me think. It makes me think about personally where I would draw the line, not necessarily where society should draw the line because I don't have control over society. But what type of medical enhancements, what type of life extension enhancements, what kind of, you know, brain power enhancements am I willing to be involved with? What am I willing to take, to supplement? You know, what am I willing to do? I don't know. I mean, these are great questions for us here at the Dust and Gold Standard. It says, as Boyd, as, uh, Boyd chewed away, I couldn't help wonder what was wrong with life as it is. All flaws aside, the world is pretty miraculous. Who knows what might happen if we began tampering with it? I hadn't come up with an answer when Boyd said, quote, well, I would, talking about taking this muscle mass enhancer. The next section is immortality detractors. As the transhumanist community has become more visible, it's also won its share of critics. Some bioethics 
uh, bioethicists worry that tampering with the human body may irreversibly screw up our genetic composition. Folks, think about what I just talked about, I think, in the last segment. Um, We've got Cas9, CRISPR, right? Genetic modification. We haven't gotten into that in depth on this show, but we will. We have now these personalized DNA modifying injections that guests on Joe Rogan's show have talked about, as well as in other places. So we have mRNA, still questionable whether it modifies human DNA. I have my own opinions and thoughts on that. We'll do a show on that soon. Uh, Like I said, I don't like to get too heavy into COVID itself. Uh, One, it gets you banned. And two, Mike Moore's done a fantastic job the last two years covering it along with maria albanese so i don't want to double up on the content but you have uh, you know these questions is it going to screw up our genetic composition well is it going to end humanity altogether you know uploading the brain and building nanobot robot suits and injecting ourselves with shots every five minutes boosters shoving daily testing q-tips up our nose into our brain what is all this about what is all this doing what is the goal we are dealing with anti-humanists they call themselves transhumanists i call them anti-humanists anyone who is out to re-engineer and change humanity is obviously against humanity it's pretty clear cut and if you're trying to engineer humans away from being humans, you can't call yourself a humanist, as Lars Butler calls himself. At least they call themselves transhumanists, but that's not even what it is. They're transcending humanity to something else, to become robot gods. That's what they're doing, folks. It continues to say, in enough, staying human in an engineered age at Times Books 2003, environmentalist Bill McKiblin argues against enhancement and life extension. Conservative pundit Francis Fukuyama called transhumanism, quote, the world's most dangerous idea, end quote, in the journal Foreign Policy, elaborating, quote, the first victim of transhumanism might be equality. How about the first victim of transhumanism might be humanity? Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to finish this article up right when I get back. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and we are right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, it is me, Dustin Gold, right here on the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv slash gold. Come and join us over at Pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, we are about to finish up this wonderful article that was first printed and the Futurist in 2019, written by David Gellis, folks. It is a gem. I mean, I hope you've learned a lot from this article. I learned a lot from it. It gave me a lot, a lot, a lot of breadcrumbs and rabbit holes to start going down to look into more of the players that were behind this movement. 
and specifically, and we'll get into shortly, uh, whether or not the Operation Paperclip Nazis were involved with the building up of Silicon Valley right after World War II. But let's continue here. And I'm going to pull this article back up for our video viewers at pain.tv slash gold. So, ladies and gentlemen, we ended um, right before the break with a quote from uh, Francis Fukuyama, who said uh, the first victim of transhumanism might be equality. Well, of course, equality, but there's no ensured equality anyway. As uh, Musk has said, and Joe Rogan has said, you saw that in the clip yesterday that we played with Brian Callen, the comedian uh, and actor, uh, that Rogan was saying that uh, imagine if you could put the brain chip in your head, augment your brain, and make better investments than other people and make a bunch of money. Elon Musk has said that the people who have it will have sort of greater powers. Ray Kurzweil has said this as well. Dennis Bushnell of NASA has said this, that we're going to augment the human brain. And so, will there be a problem with equality? Will there be a super smart group of people and a super stupid group of people? Yeah, but it's different than the differences between humans. Okay, because you will have this immortal God class who has access to the AI hive mind, which includes mine and yours, all of our knowledge, all of our memories, all of our thoughts, all of our feelings, uploaded into the AI hive mind and beamed down to them as a third layer of their brain. And then we will be the slave class. So, yeah, equality would be the problem. But the victim of transhumanism will be humanity itself because you're engineering humans out of existence. That's the point. Whether they make a hybrid, a cyborg, or a full robot with a human mind in it, that's the end of humanity whatsoever. And when you read these people's own words, they don't really seem to love humanity. I don't think so. I hate a lot of humans. I find them to be quite annoying. I go out in public and I'm like, Jesus, Bill Gates, hurry up. When is that shot, that jab, that booster going to kick in? But I don't actually want that to happen. I actually pray for the people that I think were suckered into taking something backed by the government, pushed by President Trump and President Joe Biden, and at worst, it was an experimental vaccine. I mean, at best, it was an experimental vaccine. Sorry, at worst, it's something much more nefarious. And so I pray for those people, especially those around me, you know, friends of the show and others who had to take it because of work or had to take it because they needed to travel or for whatever reason, maybe they thought it was going to help them. And it turns out to be something bad. I hope I'm wrong. I hope all of us are wrong. And then it turns out that it was nothing. It was harmless. But uh, based on studies and stuff that we're seeing now, it doesn't seem to be. At least it didn't protect these people from COVID. Many people, the majority, the vast majority of people around me who got the jab and or boosters ended up with really bad COVID. And they sit there and they tell you that, well, imagine what would happen if I didn't have the vaccine. Well, I'm not vaccinated or boosted and never been tested, and I've never had COVID, haven't been sick this entire time. So I don't know. Maybe that's just me. This is anecdotal. But, you know, who knows what's going to happen? If the goal is 
mass depopulation or to turn everyone into some kind of drone that lives in the metaverse, you know, or to inject these nanobots into people's bodies like guinea pigs, this, the nanobots that Ray Kurzweil and Musk and others talk about. I mean, maybe these guys use this as an opportunity to do that. I don't know. We're only analyzing articles and white papers and speeches by the very people that are in charge of the world, that socially engineer society, that push forward these psychological operations, that back all of these Silicon Valley companies, that put their money behind people like Thiel, who then passes it out to people that work at the Singularity Institute. I mean, these this is reality, what we're covering. So anyone out there who doesn't believe that maybe these guys did something horrible to them you know they just don't know it's very difficult information for people to grasp that's why i try to break it down here all right let's finish this article up even assuming life enhancement one day proves not only possible but safe not everyone wants to live forever what transhumanists see as unalienable rights others see as affronts to human nature richard hayes executive director of the oakland-based center for genetics and society worries that transhumanism could usher in new high-tech eugenics and we brought that up several times as enhancements become available and only the wealthy can afford them an ever wider wedge will divide society's haves and have-nots. There's a running theme for you there, are the haves and have-nots, as Commander Payne at the, the Thomas Payne podcast brings up all the time, that this is a war between the haves and the have-nots, that all of the guys on the have side are on one team, and all of us, we're divided, but we are on the other team. We just don't know it. Folks, there's a great line in Gangs of New York where one of the elites is uh, playing pool billiards. And he kind of giggles and he says, uh, the greatest thing about the poor is that you can always pay half of them to kill the other half. Well, they always have us, the have-nots, divided and fighting with each other over class, over race, over gender, over ethnicity, religion, politics. We're always fighting, always battling over sports, all of this stuff on social media, they drive us into these echo chambers, these little personalized uh, sort of pick-your-own-adventure worldview, but we always end up fighting. And while the haves are taking more and more control, while the haves are working to eliminate humanity, they have the have-nots, all of us, fighting and divided. And we will never get together. It just won't happen. They're very good at it. And so the article continues, quote, at what point do we start thinking of each other as humans and subhumans, quote, he wondered, quote, or humans and superhumans or humans and transhumans, end quote. Folks, let me just break this down for you because it's very important. So the word subhumans, you sort of have that tied to, you know, Hitler saying that uh, the Jews, the enemy of the you know, people that were considered to be uh, mentally retarded or physically challenged were first eliminated, then the Jews calling them subhumans. And there's a sect within that other side that believes that of people that are not part of that sect. 
and one day we'll get into that. But there's lots of groups like that, lots of sort of extremist, orthodox versions of certain religions that believe that other classes outside of that sect of that religion are subhuman. And so I wonder sometimes if some of these people behind this movement are part of that organization. I know Jared Kushner is part of one of them. Yuval Noah Harari, who sits there and says, we're going to face this class of useless humans. Useless humans. And those of us that control the data will be the gods of the new era. You have no spirit. You have no free will. You have no soul. You are a hackable animal. Well, a hackable animal is a subhuman. You have no spirit. You have no soul. You have no free will. That's a subhuman. Well, they may actually look at humans as the subhumans, sub to them which they believe are gods are going to become gods, or they're just building the technology right now to allow themselves to transition into becoming gods. And therefore, the humans are actually sub beneath them. So they would be the gods, we would be the cockroaches. I mean, you have to take their own words, folks. Yuval Harari is like a king philosopher of the Fourth Industrial Revolution. So when he speaks, he has influence. He wields power within that community. People listen to him. He sits down with the richest, most wealthy, most powerful people in the world and spouts this stuff, and they take it in, and they clap for him. It continues to say overpopulation is a concern of many critics as well. If everyone's living forever, won't the earth get crowded pretty quickly? I brought this up to you before. The same people that are developing this technology who are backing this ideology are the same ones who talk about overpopulation. Going back even to Henry Kissinger in a piece he wrote in the 1970s that was disseminated at the highest levels of world government. So they can't allow 7.6 billion people to live forever, at least if they're going to let them produce children, right? Because then the world would be overpopulated. Otherwise, everything is going to be completely engineered. There will be no natural climate, of which they claim they want climate change policies to return us back to natural life, when in fact they're actually hijacking the climate so they can do geoengineering and such. Everything they want is going to be this fake metaverse technocracy. It'll all be synthetic. They want software uploaded into everything down to the last mosquito, which they've genetically modified mosquitoes now. So they're moving quickly. It continues to say, how will our already strained natural resources hold up? Transhumanists respond that people will still die via car accidents and the like, and that technological advances will solve problems like finite energy, scarce food, and a warming globe. Now, the dying in the car accident, that's not true, folks. That's not true. Because if your brain is living inside of a non-biological Iron Man suit, if you get in a car accident, if there are even cars and you're not just flying around in your Iron Man suit, you wouldn't die in that car accident. While Hayes said he thinks many items on the transhumanist agenda, like cryonics and uploading, are patently impossible, 
which is not true. I mean, the cryonics maybe, but the uploading is happening. He doesn't underestimate the harm that the misuse of advanced genetic technologies poses. Quote, I think the transhumanists and a lot of these Silicon Valley types are just like a bunch of 14-year-old boys, and you just don't want 14-year-old boys running the world, end quote, Hayes said. Yeah, but not really, because they have billions of dollars and they're backed by the United States government. So you might think they're 14-year-old boys, but they've been put into these positions as these puppet oligarchs of Silicon Valley, of the government's technology programs. He went on to voice concern about the transhumanist very motivations, quote, the seriousness with which they want to live forever, the fear of dying, it's very disturbing, quote, uh, Hayes told me, the author. Quote, I think the prospect of immortality is awful. One pity them. Uh, I pity them. They are going to spend their whole lives thinking they will live forever. That's tragic. Life is a mystery and death is part of it. End quote. Of course, now you have Jared Kushner on board with this, with transhumanism. I mean, top advisor to Trump. I mean, l- let's try to figure out now where Trump went wrong. I mean, he was listening to Jared Kushner. We always thought that was a bad idea, but now we really know it was. Such skepticism of transhumanism is arguably natural. At the deepest level, living forever interferes with everything we understand about the world. Many would say the cycle of life and death is harmonious, even beautiful. But such concerns may not matter anymore. As Peter Thiel had told me, quote, It's hard to extrapolate where exactly it's going. But I think people are underestimating the scope of this change in the longer term. At the end of the day, I'm not sure there really is a choice. End quote. From Peter Thiel, folks. It's hard to extrapolate where exactly it's going, but I think people are underestimating the scope of this change in the longer term. At the end of the day, I'm not sure there really is a choice. Is there a choice? When these people, backed by the CIA, backed by our government, when these people built up Silicon Valley, when they are the ones that are moving forward this transhumanist agenda, moving forward the technocratic prison planet on behalf of the government, the most powerful force in the world, Governments can destroy corporations in the snap of your fingers. Governments can shut down the country. Governments can enforce vaccines at gunpoint. Governments control all of law and order, all of the court system. And when they are backing these technocratic puppets, these oligarchs, can it really be stopped? Can it be stopped? You see Peter Thiel back there in 2009, and you see him today helping lead contact tracing on behalf of the government, pushing forward with new COVID chemicals. I mean, these people are behind everything. They are the forces that are driving transhumanism and the technocracy forward. And as we may find out in future episodes, that Silicon Valley with over 500 companies entangled with the CIA via InQtel, the CIA's investment arm, also backed with FBI, NSA, and DOD money. With these Silicon Valley companies partnered with the IRS, Health and Human Services, Homeland Security, and such, how can it be stopped? How can it be stopped when the very people that are saying it's inevitable are the very ones backed by our own government 
with our own money, with our tax dollars, to build the prison planet around us? Folks, I don't have the answer to that, but we will figure it out eventually. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this show. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. Join us over at pain.tv slash gold. I'll be looking out for you. Have a wonderful day. I love you all. See you later. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold.